Shalom Aleichem. I'm so excited to embark on a new Torah podcast series. For the last two years, I've been taking the tour guide course, jumping through all different places in Israel and kind of going through all different time periods. And the goal of this little um, Torah podcast is to just give you guys a taster of some of the, the depth of what we've been learning to uh, deepen our connection to Israel, to Eretz Israel, and to the Torah. So today, we're going to focus on the 13th century. The 13th uh, century was known as the Iron Age. We're using the, the time periods that, uh, that, that is generally accepted in a scholarly world. To be honest, it's less important exactly what the years are. Much more important is just to get a general feel for some of the relevant places which, uh, which I would go visit if I were to try to give someone a deeper understanding of Tanakh. So the first, we're talking about not the, the, the five books of Moses, but because that didn't happen there. So, but the first book we would discover, we would talk about, would be, of course, Joshua. And the first story that comes up in the book of Joshua is the coming into the land of Israel through the Jordan River where the, the Jordan River is split, just like the Jewish people had split the sea earlier in their history. So the book of Joshua recounts how the, the Jordan River is split, and Joshua leads the people with the elders and the ark in front of them. So where would I go if I wanted to experience that? Well, there's a place called Qasr al-Yahud. It's a national park. And it actually happens to be a very popular Christian site, Christian baptismal site, because they also have a tradition that this is where Jesus got baptized. It's obviously not a coincidence, you know, his life is a prefiguration. In other words, what happened earlier in the Jewish people's uh, existence, they consider it, he relived it. So in any case, you'll see Christians there all the time. But uh, this is one of the sites where it's possible that Joshua led the Jewish people through the Jordan. The truth is, it's, it's impossible to know exactly. We don't really have evidence to know exactly where Jordan did, where Joshua did uh, split through the Jordan, but it's somewhere along this area that Joshua split through the Jordan and came to the land of Israel. So if you want, want to get a feel for that, I would uh, go to that spot and get in the water and you can swim a little bit and and get a taste and, and see the, the, the area so you can really understand what the Jewish people were experiencing. The second site I would go to, of course, would be Jericho, Yericho. There's actually a great yeshiva in a in one of the, in modern, not Jericho, but Mitzvah Yericho, modern Jewish city, which is very near there. And you can start out there and you can look down on Jericho and talk about the, the, how Joshua captured the land and went through seven times to the walls. You could, if you really want to be um, adventurous, go to Tel Jericho, which is where the ancient city of Jericho was. And though you won't necessarily find the walls, fascinatingly enough, nowadays archaeologists do believe there's evidence that in that time period that Joshua came, Jericho was burnt down and destroyed, just as the Bible describes. There's a New York Times article about that. You can look into it. So that's uh, another amazing indication of the veracity of the Torah. A third place 
and perhaps my favorite place, uh, if you really want to experience uh, the interconnection between modern archaeology and understanding the Bible in a deeper way by being in Eretz Israel, is something called the Moshav, next to Moshav Argaman, the Footprints of Argaman. It's a little camp, free entrance. And here, there is an amazing story. So, Adam Zartal, a professor, uh, in the 2000s, I believe, just re recently, discovered that this area has a huge amount of stones surrounding it. And in addition, there's bones that are all kosher and pottery, which all date back to the period of Joshua, to that time period. So, plus, to make things even crazier, if you look from a helicopter from above, and you can see this in pictures, it looks like a footstool. Okay, so now why is this important? The Bible recounts in chapter 4 that the first place that the, the Jewish people encamped was near Gilgal. Okay? And um, we don't really know where this Gilgal is. But Adam Zartal suggested, since there's many different sources, Gilgal was here, Gilgal was there. Gilgal simply means an encampment of a circle, a circle encampment. And he believes that it's always in the form of a footstool. We find in Ezekiel and Psalms this concept many, very, very often that God puts his footstool on the ground. And by doing these stones in a footstool type of way, it's saying that God rules over this land. And many times the Bible refers to the concept of wherever your foot treads, that will be your land. So the theory is that the Jewish people, Joshua comes in, makes a footstool-like thing. They walk around it, sort of ritual. And they have these bones as part of a mizbeach. They found a mizbeach there. Um, and it has the same dimensions as a, as a mizbeach. Um, and uh, it really is a convincing case that this very likely could have been the spot that Joshua led the Jewish people to on their first stop in the land of Israel. Quite amazing. Absolutely amazing. Um, so I'll just mention two more sites that one could travel to to see the connection of the Torah and, uh, and archaeology. One is Chatzor. Chatzor is all the way up north. And the Tanakh recounts, this is one of the cities which was uh, the, a Canaanite city, Yavin, Jabin, uh, was apparently the king there. And we found a large palace, many Canaanite, Mizbechot, uh, with Avodazara. We found all of these things. And in addition, recently we have found a lot of evidence of burning, burning wheat, and a burnt palace. And, and it goes back, according to many archaeologists, exactly to the time of Joshua during that same, uh, we're talking 12th century, the 1100s, the, the Iron Age. And so the archaeology seems to fit very nicely uh, with the concepts that Joshua came and indeed uh, burnt down Chatzor as is recounted in the Navi. Um, there's much more to see at Chatzor, and uh, hopefully we'll, we'll talk more about that as we go on in Jewish history. But uh, one final stop, I would have to go to Shechem. Why Shechem? Because that is the site between Har Rizim and Har Eval, where uh, 
Moses tells the Jewish people to go to the center of Israel and to make this ceremony marking their commitment uh, to uh, the Jewish people, to the God's law. And you can actually go to the spot where you can see the difference between Mount Abel, which is cursed, and Mount Gerizim, which is blessed, and where the tribes are on both sides. And that entire story, which is recounted in Joshua, we have a spot which very likely could have been the spot where the Jewish people renewed their commitment to God. So that's just, again, a sprinkling of Joshua's time period and sites that we could visit. Um, and we will continue this series to continue in Jewish history and see what sites we could visit. Hopefully you'll actually uh, come visit with me these places and we'll be able to discuss each of these spots in depth, not just uh, a sprinkling. But in any case, I hope this whetted our tongue to really learn about the, uh, the history of the Jewish people here specifically in the land of Israel. Hope you enjoyed this. It's uh, something different, something new, and it's exciting for me. So if you are or are excited by it, let me know. And uh, have a wonderful day.